Toontown Public Works is not for kids. We have tried our best to keep the show PG-13, but the Motion Picture Association said that there were too many weird sex things and butts. So now, live and uncensored, season two of Toontown Public Works. Enjoy the show, you filthy animals. Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, uh, where we trudge for the ink, the fine hidden gems. I'm Ichi the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Cirque the Cat. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, and hello. And I would like to welcome you to this podcast as we enter our new format, uh, in that we are just going to be talking bonkers the entire time. We're yes, bonkers uh, for bonkers. No way fans are bonkers. We're bonkers for bonkers. Yeah, the bonkers for bonk cast. We're the, the official bonk, bonk cast of 2020. Bonk we are of this decoid. Yes, we are the Bonkcast of 2020, and we are doing nothing but watching every episode of Bonkers, talking about every episode of Bonkers, and then once we're out of episodes of Bonkers, we'll watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then when we're done with that, then we'll watch the episodes of Bonkers again, and then we'll just come up with like new things to talk about, because we'll just keep doing that for the rest of the time, and that's just basically once the heat death of the universe happens, that's when we'll stop, but yeah, no, we're just talking about Bonkers from here on out. I've already, I've already done the ritual to turn myself into a lich, so... Yeah, and I, uh, I've, uh, uh, I have found my, uh, big cartoon loves, uh, and I've, uh, also gone and surgically removed one of my fingers, uh, so that way, you know, I have the proper tune, uh, now to fingers, but no, um, for serious, uh, so I had, like, a flu a little bit ago, like, a minor had a flu. um, a, a flu. It it, yes. it wasn't a bad one. Like I was, I was out of work for like one day. Uh, but the day that, uh, like the day after that, like the day, uh, I was like went to going to bed. Like and I watched like a shit ton of bonkers that day off of work. And when I did that, uh, I just was like in my head thinking about thoughts about like, oh, so. Let's see, like, if I made, like, a strategy game, and in the strategy game, there are about humans and tunes, and, like, here are the mechanics for what the tunes could do, and then, then here's what they, because they, they could do, they can't die, so that'd be a bit overpowered, so maybe they have, like, this restriction. And it was just, like, my, a, a fever, like, stream of conscious, like, I don't even, like, I wasn't, like, really, like, trying to do that, like, I have no idea why, I would never play a game like that. <laughs> I'm just, my my brain was just cut, like so rich with cartoon mechanics that they were trying to like in, in, instruct them in some way like that made it made sense yeah so off bombs, you bonked for yourself. anyone for anyone listening who isn't aware uh bonkers has been digitized in high quality for the first time this year uh uh, before Disney Plus, the only options you had for watching Bonkers was like uh, rips from television broadcasts from like decades ago, and a couple episodes that were released on VHS. So, uh, so now 
for the first time ever, we have good quality bonkers. <laughs> and uh good quality and easily accessible bonkers. Yeah. Like you could like it's not hard to get a reach on that. And me and HT are watching it and we're both overjoyed that it is just as good as we remember. <laughs> Well, uh, here's 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 the weird thing. So the, the the dark truth about the Disney afternoon for me is that like it's not really my generation's. Yeah, well, I, okay. I watched Bonkers it's my generation's very thing. little as a kid. So, well, like because like uh like my sister watched a lot of stuff like Ducktales and uh, Bonkers and uh uh. So okay, for the folks who don't know what the fuck we're even talking about, so um there was a uh. Uh, so back in the day, like on Disney uh, Channel, uh, and also like during the mo- uh, Saturday mornings on ABC, uh, there were these things called the Disney Afternoon. Uh, they were just like, Disney was just coming up with a bunch of animated television programs that were exclusive to those two spaces. Uh, stuff like uh, DuckTales and uh, Tailspin, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, Gargoyles, uh, a-, a large spread of things that uh, would become... Uh, very nostalgic for people around our age and a little bit older, uh, and like that led to like the that that nostalgia led to the uh, uh, creation of like the modern uh, Ducktales series, which is like overflowing with love and tribute to that specific era of '90s animation <gasps> of like Disney what if animation. Bonkers uh, was in the new season of Ducktales. <laughs> That wouldn't happen. Well, that, okay, so so what if though? <laughs> bonkers, I know. Bonkers. Uh, so what happened was that uh, Disney was trying to come up with a Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, uh, series that they wanted to bring uh, on the. On Actually, to, I've heard. Uh, I've heard this is Disney apocryphal. Okay, but I mean, I mean, okay, fair, but that that's fair. But I also mm-hmm. think that it's if if it's not true. It's it's hard to deny that Who Framed Roger Rabbit isn't something that they base this on. Like this is there's influence this there, is. yeah, for sure. Because because what what this is is it's a uh, a cop drama comedy, like a parody, uh, like of like a eighties maybe like like kind of beats cop kind of like uh show like a maybe like a maybe a someone like maybe like a Matlock or a Miami Vice or something like that. But instead of like, uh, but like, uh, it's like a modern day cop show, but it's in this, in a world where tunes, like cartoon characters, uh, are in fact a living, breathing entity, uh, in the similar way as who framed yeah, Roger I, Rabbit. I, I see them uh, as being in the same universe. Uh, but yeah, I could, I, I yeah. could, I could see that as very logical to assume that, um, yeah. like basically the, the, yeah. So, uh, there's a cartoon character named bonkers Bobcat and he is like super successful for years. And then, uh, there's a change in tide to what kind of cartoons are being made. And so he gets fired, uh, and, uh, he doesn't really have anything to do, uh, like at all, he has no idea what he's gonna do. But then he ends up saving Donald Duck from a mugging by accident, uh, and uh, in the process, ends up actually becoming the first toon cop in LA history, uh, or LAD, yeah, LAPD history. And uh, he gets a uh, partner up with this guy named Lucky Piquel, 
who is a no nonsense kind of dude um, who uh, is just trying to get promoted, uh, but has like is dealing with like the most ridiculous crimes and people on the planet constantly. And it's always like getting at getting to him. And it's um, it's it, it sounds kind of contrived, but it actually genuinely works. Like, I will say that there are definitely uh, tunes from that era like, you know, the original DuckTales series is hit and miss. That's, that's the truth. Uh, I haven't really watched Tailspin yet, and I haven't watched any Chippendale Re- Rescue Rangers. Goof Troop is still pretty good. I still really like Goof Troop a lot. Uh, I think that's held up a lot. But I feel like Bonkers, despite being one of the least known of the bunch, uh, is probably my favorite, honestly, of Me the original too. era I think stuff. I'm discovering. Uh, yeah, because it's... It's it's a way more clever than you would expect. Like it's it's, it's very very it, meta in like real in ways that okay. you wouldn't think of. Uh, like okay, so there's the, to illustrate like how very made for th- us the show is. Uh, like specifically the people who are currently doing this podcast, how it's made for us. Uh, is that there's an episode that not only references Baby Huey, <laughs> but also references Tubby the Tuba. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yes. Is that uh, why? Is that why? Is that why I got DMCA'd? <laughs> uh, it, no. uh oh, yes. Uh, Tubby the Tuba came out of prison and was like, "Fuck you." Um, yeah, we but, should uh, we should probably say uh, one of the videos I uploaded for uh, Teen Town Public Works got taken down, so that was a uh, that was spooky. We're gonna do jack shit about that though. Uh, yeah, like I don't I don't care. We don't yeah, want it. We don't care. I mean, I'm I'm really impressed by like a lot of the detail. Like they're in the pilot episode, you see like when Bonkers show gets canceled, you see them like pull his entire like. So before Bonkers, he was on a show called Raw Tunage, and his model changed between Raw Tunage and the creation of Bonkers. <laughs> wait, <laughs> but you see that? Wait, was this a was this an actual show or? Yes, it was a real show. It was like a variety show that had like a couple seasons. It's pretty much lost to the ephemera now. You can't really find it. But like, uh, I actually didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, like that's that's the thing is like is like you see in in the in the pilot episode of Bonkers you see them uh, like on on the set and that's his sh- well that they call the show something different in Bonkers but you you know you you see they you see him in like the same model that he has uh, with all the subtle changes like he has a white tail tip instead of a black tail tip and his spots are are uh, a lighter color and his ears are a slightly different shape. And all of that. He, a gift he has a blue iris too. Yeah, and he has blue irises, and they pull, they pull like when the show gets canceled, they pull his entire model off. <laughs> and he's, it's very cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. And so, like, like yeah, I don't know. I love, I love like the tiny details that they they didn't have to do that. <laughs> they could have not. There's gotten there, away with like, it. but I, I I really love how they actually did. Uh, this kind of thing, because like I, I hadn't seen it in a long time, uh-huh. and I wasn't entirely sure how they were going to handle. Because uh, like you know, the reason why like Roger Rabbit works is because you know 
while you could see that like you know they're humans and then there's cartoons but they feel like they exist in the same universe despite mm. that like they do like i actually saw roger rabbit very recently uh uh like in, in the theater uh in fact it was just like, like the other night two days ago right? and yeah two days ago from this recording and uh the uh the uh re- yeah who framed roger rabbit's like that's one of its greatest strengths is that it while there's so much attention to detail that you forget that this isn't like there isn't actually a person there like there are films today where that's not entirely true and that's kind of that's that that's just uh you know it's it's impressive and i was trying to figure out like how they would do the same kind of thing for bonkers uh with uh when everything is animated but the their solution is actually kind of brilliant in a way i like a so uh all the human characters uh for one they're animated differently like they are more uh there's more frames to their animation at least in the sense of like they're more fluid dynamic like like the fluid in the sense that like they're more like uh ex- certain like uh I want to say they're more expressive because that's not true. I, the cartoons I think, are more I think their silhouettes mostly are different. Like their silhouettes are different. Yeah. Um, but like also like, uh, but also they're shaded different. Like, cause like the, t- the, the human characters, they're pretty muted color wise. And also when they're in a, like a darker scene, uh, they tend to, they are always like a darker color mm-hmm. as opposed to the tunes, which are always bright colors all the time with like flat shading. Uh, but like, not in a way that's like super distracting. It actually like you forget, like it, but it's, it's, it's a signifier that definitely makes you realize that yes, the, t- the, the cartoon character who is a human being is not a cartoon, but the cartoon character that's clearly a cartoon is a cartoon. Yeah, you're like, never it, it, you're it, never it, ever confused about that. Yeah, and it's really good. I like yeah. what they did. There. And the other thing uh, about Bonkers is he's got a great snout. We got to talk about other things. Uh, we <laughs> Leica just won a Golden Globe. Uh, missing Link. Uh, <laughs> they beat Pixar, Disney, oh. and all of that. Uh, in uh, in their own category, uh, just today we found that out, right? Uh, so yeah, um, uh, I think it was last night. I'm finding out yeah, that right. right now. <laughs> yeah, last night that happened. Uh, that was my piece of cartoon news that I wanted to discuss, and I'm sorry for pulling you away from bonkers conveniently when I had to uh, use that particular record. Um, we do have other things to talk about, though. I just thought. I know, I know. I just, I, I th- honestly didn't come here with any news because I didn't really care to look. <laughs> I think, I think Sir like, had I, some because he kept mentioning things before we started recording that he wanted to bring up, right? Yeah, I got, yeah, I got two sure. things. I got one but, sad, one good. Okay. Well, before that, like real quick, let's talk about the the Emmy thing. So, Missing Link won. It won a out of all of the things. Yeah, yeah, uh, the Golden Globe in, okay. for the for the best animated motion picture. Uh, uh, and what were the what were the nominees? It won against uh, Toy Story Four, The Lion King, Frozen Two, <clears throat> and How to Train Your Dragon Three. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I disagree. <laughs> um, I, uh, I think that like, the I like, think like, that okay. the reason it won is has got a little bit more to do with it being a technical achievement than being the best. Movie. I mean, sure. 
Um, sure, sure. I mean, like, okay, so uh, here's the thing. I- I've seen Missing Link. I've seen a lot of those uh, movies that you were listed there. Uh, I didn't see Frozen 2. Um, what were the others? There was... Uh, Lion King. Uh, and uh, I didn't see Lion Dragon King. 3. And uh, I did see Avatar New Dragon 3. And I saw Toy Story 4. Um, Missing Link, I enjoyed. I did think that it was fun. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, Missing Link being the, uh, the Leica stop motion, uh, film about Bigfoot. Uh, basically, uh, a guy who's trying to be, like, a big explorer dude, uh, to try to find, like, a big discovery so he can get into this adventurer's club. Uh, he gets written by, uh, he gets, like, a letter from, uh, Bigfoot and how he wants to help him find yetis, uh, to basically, because he's basically alone now where he lives. Uh, and, uh, it's a fun film. I liked a lot of aspects about it. There's some character. I really like the characters in some points. Um, I will also say that the film is kind of paced poorly, and I feel like, in general, like, I don't know, it was a weird... I don't know. Like, it has a lot of the same problems I'm having with a lot of Leica films nowadays. Like, so, I like Leica when they are trying to be, like, really subversive and weird. Like, that's 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 the Leica I like. Um, I love uh, Paranorman. I love Coraline. Uh, I like... Uh, I like those films, but... Uh, I, I never saw Box Trolls. I heard kind of mixed things about it, but from things I've heard about it that I heard it might actually be up my alley. I'm gonna um, be honest, I've heard Box Trolls is kind of crap. Mm, okay. Uh, but, like, uh, I saw... Let's see, I've seen Kubo. Like, I just, like, I think my pro... Like, right now, what what they're trying to do is they're trying to make films that are, like, like, like they have a lot of broad mainstream appeal in the sense of like, or at least they're trying to be broad and mainstream appeal. Uh, like they're not, they're not that challenging of films now and now. Like, like you in uh, like Paranorman was actually a very dark film with a lot of really uh, kind of like heavy subject matter in it that uh. Also, uh, wasn't afraid to be, uh, uh, have an openly gay character in it, but and, anyways, a that's named, a named openly gay main character. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Exist in the uh, film from beginning to end, like bona fide, legitimate, good representation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, it, but like, uh, I don't know, like, I feel like that it's, like, because like, the, the point of Missing Link is very ham-fistedly that uh, just because someone is different doesn't mean that they are not, like, worthy of respect, you know? Like, because they come from a different place or a different culture or whatever. And it was, it was tried specifically to poke at that specific era of colonialism that those adventuring clubs uh, were very famous for. Uh, you know, that this kind of like, oh, the savages, uh, like I've tamed the savages, I've tamed the wilds, all that kind of stuff. It's specifically trying to show people who are like that being terrible people and who absolutely do not deserve your respect 
at all. Uh, but, uh, like, it's also not very complex. It's not, I don't know. And, like, when we, like, and well, sure, I don't think something like Frozen 2 should have won. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 was actually kind of bad, the more I think about it. <laughs> um, uh, and, like, I, I don't care about Lion King. I think it's actually pretty awful uh, for what they're trying to do. Uh, and But, like, I would say that Toy Story 4 did the... It was, like... I, I know it sucks, because I, I, I also feel kind of bad, because I don't think that we should be, like, giving awards to Disney, because, like, oh, shit. Well, I guess you did do the best one. Here you go. Because, like, I, I could see that this is more... Like, I see it's... I, I feel like it's less... Oh, it's because it's stop motion, so we therefore need to give it attention. Because there's been so many times where that's not been the case with these big awards things. Uh, I think it's more a case of we don't want to keep giving Disney a ton of praise, so let's go with the next best thing. And I mean, that might I get be that a, logic. I don't like. I, I they, they didn't say I, I why get that they logic. gave it the award, so I can't. I don't yeah, know. I mean, like I. I I'm putting words in people's mouths here. I don't know if that's true, but like Toy Story 4 was really good though. Like it actually did something. It actually had balls. Like it did. Like it, it really didn't have to have any sort of like, like, uh, like it didn't have to really try at all, but yet it still tried. And for that, I'm, I still kind of love it. Um, I don't know though. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I think I think a lot of that is beside the point. Like we we talked about if you want to hear our Toy Story 4 opinions, we expressed them all like several months ago and I think we did a really stellar job at it then. Uh the point is just, you know, like the 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 company that has the monopoly on entertainment lost this uh admittedly smaller award <laughs> compared to true. Uh you know, the Academy Awards which they'll certainly win. Uh oh also uh Missing Link also failed in the box office like pretty badly yeah, too from what I, I don't understand. Know. I I think we should move on though. Sir, what were your two points? Why don't you start with the bummer and uh lead us into our main segment with good news. Okay. So apparently uh this isn't going to come as a shock considering how the uh Lego Movie 2 did, but Warner Brothers and Lego have sort of broken up in regards to making movies now. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, okay, on one hand, that, that sucks. Um, and depending on who, because, like, someone's going to get those rights, but we don't know who yet. Um, I've, he I've heard about talks of maybe, like, what was the part? What was I hearing about? Um, yeah, well, I mean, the, the whole point just being that, like, I like I, it's going <laughs> to suck in that regard. I Actually, the thing that's going to probably suck the hardest about this is going to be, uh, like, releasing, like, so. Hmm. So one thing about the Lego movie is that it's got a lot of different licenses in it. <laughs> and like like pretty significant ones too and depending who gets the rights to it like i don't know how those rights were distributed but like how's i i don't know how this film's gonna get like distributed after this i don't 
Like it's it's gonna sound like especially like also like like spe- a lot of like the tie-in stuff like the video games and not just like the Lego Movie video games but like all the Lego video games. Um, but um, I don't know. Like, uh, anyways, uh, I don't think we're that's the end of the Lego Movie, but we'll see what's gonna happen there. Fingers crossed. I would. I still haven't seen two, and I probably should because. You said I that you liked it. it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like it's it's definitely not like the groundbreaker that the first one was, but it's still like a decent enough like actual like lo- like a uh, step forward for the franchise, I feel like. That's fair. I I hopefully it just doesn't get like sort of shuffled in. like this doesn't really an end. I hope you are right, HG, and that these movies continue cuz I like the Lego movie, and I like the Lego Batman movie. They were they were both fun. They are good. They are good uh, anime movies. And like the first one was pretty like uh, surprisingly awesome. So yeah. All right. So on to the good news. Uh, so we have talked about rock and roll a little bit on previous episodes. It sort of popped up on discussions of. Like, you know, like, it's shown up in a few, um, emails and responses. I've talked about it a bit. If you have not seen it yet, Nelvana, the company that sort of, uh, produced it, they now have it on YouTube free. You can go to their, uh, this is the, let's see here, what is the account called? The Retro Rerun Channel? And they have the full 78 minutes up, and I would suggest it, because it is a fun, weird little movie. What's it called again? Rock and Rule. Oh, Rock and Rule. Rock and Rule. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's actually good to know. That might actually make it worthy of, like, looking into for something with this podcast, maybe for, like, a special. Yeah, I just, I I, I talked about, I remember when we talked about it. Uh, in one of the prompt sections, I mentioned that that's the one that had like Lou Reed and Iggy Pop in it. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, that's that sounds cool. neat. That's I, I definitely need to check it out then. Hell yeah! I should yeah. watch that in total. It's <sighs> only seventy-eight I'm minutes, sleeping. so it is a pretty <clears throat> breezy uh, watch. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, that's me over here. Well, we managed to keep the combination to news and mostly talking about bonkers to under 30 minutes, just barely. <laughs> uh, just barely. Just by a hair, with with just enough time to talk about our Patreon before we move on to the main segment. Um. Hey, Casey, would you mind talking about this episode? Because I actually have to go use the restroom. <laughs> why don't Why don't you let me take the wheel? And talk about yes. our awesome Wait. website, patreon.com slash ttpw, tango, tango, pango, wango. Hopper, uh, take the wheel. Yeah. I'm lying, go. <laughs> All right. And uh, we have a few reward tiers uh, where you can, uh, you can listen to us do the Toontown Chronicle once a month, which is a mini podcast where each of us individually record ourselves talking about something 
uh, outside typically the world of cartoons that we've been enjoying or something that we want to uh, mention you know sometimes they're very abstract things like recipes uh, and sometimes they're you know other pieces of media like film comics etc uh, if you're interested in what we say and want to hear more, that's a great way to do it. We also do Toontown Nights, which is our bonus podcast. That's a longer podcast in which we watch a movie. That's a, hmm? that's a very fun one. That Yeah, we, we like watch a movie and it is chosen by you, the viewers, on a poll. Yeah, usually a bad movie. Almost always a really, really bad movie that you guys get to choose and we have to compliment it before we can rip into it. Uh, I won't say necessarily bad as a like a uh, as like a uh, byline. Interesting. Um, Interesting is the byline. Yeah. So the most recent. Although one they are was, mostly bad. The most recent one was a Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, which is not not, not a bad movie. That our Christmas present was to watch a good one, uh, and. Uh, Truthfully, uh, we've we've done so many episodes of the bonus podcast, and frankly, it's some of my favorite content we've ever done. And our editors, Alex and Aki, when they're available, join us in those. Uh, so check that out, Patreon.com/ttpw. Look into our reward tiers, and uh, bear in mind that anything that we get from our Patreon goes directly to paying our editors. Uh, we do not see a single yep. dime of it. That is going to the people that keep the show running. So that's the Patreon part, and HT still has not gotten back. So what do we do in the meantime? Perhaps we should talk about what the uh, what we usually do here, if somebody's coming in for the first time. Over here at Toontown Public Works, the, our main bread and butter is we got this DVD full of uh, public act. no, not public access, uh, public domain cartoons that we watch through and then discuss. This would be the point where HT would sort of spin the wheel and find out what we're going to watch today, but he's still gone. I'm back. Hello. Hey, we did. Hello. We did. Hello. We did literally everything, and we're ready for you to choose a cartoon. We explained the premise oh. of the podcast. <laughs> We just Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Did you mention cartoons that were in the public domain or otherwise easily accessible? Yes, we did. We mentioned that. Yes, that. And we mentioned that you might All mention right, it again. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, let me just pull that thing that I guess you guys introduced then. Yes, the list. Yes. The list. That's the voice. Alex, drum roll, please. Okay, we're going to watch a cartoon called Peeping Penguins. Huh. Hmm. Okay. I don't know oh. who made it or anything, but I think this is a pretty unique title. So, like, I wonder what they're yeah, we should at. be okay at finding it. <laughs> I found it. Yay! <laughs> and the important lesson here is never be curious ever again. <laughs>
That was very good, but as we know, that we can tend to expect very good from uh, Fleischer cartoons. Yes, it was fun. It was a cute little thing. Yes, it was. Um, I, I approve of Penguin Antics. This cartoon reminded me of something. Um, uh, so th- this cartoon is a uh, four penguins, despite the warnings of their mother, uh, wander into an abandoned cabin, uh, and uh, and just play with everything on the inside, despite their mother saying not to because curiosity killed the cat. As she uh, thinks. Yeah, she sings this big song about curiosity killing the cat. And the penguins all uh, uh, fuck with the teapots and uh, and pepper, uh, the gun and the pepper and a oh, yeah. bunch of stuff. Yeah, the, and- H.C., you got very distressed about the uh, penguin just sticking his face into the gun. Yeah, yeah, because it's a gun. I don't yeah, care. It seems it's it seems like uh <laughs> it it seemed like it was a recipe for something very morbid. And <laughs> they they are extremely cute penguins. Uh they are. But like Oh my god. Oh my god, we have to talk about the way that they wild when they come out. Yeah, because, like, the opening scene, you just see them, like, waddling in a line, and then, you know that thing they do in cartoons where a character, like, walks off a cliff and they don't fall until they look down? They kind of do that thing where they're, like, walking, like, in the air off of a cliff, and then they just, like, fall to the next section, but they don't give a shit. Like, they're not <laughs> they're not afraid <laughs> no of reaction. It's just like, yeah, it's just like, you know, like, ah, oh, this fucking commute. <laughs> and, they, and then they slide down to, to the cabin. But yeah, like they're in there like like jumping in the teapots and like there's yeah, one of them gets its uh its its bill stuck in a gun and uh a bunch of antics like that until one of them begins sucking matches. And it starts the fireplace on fire, and then the cabinet above yeah, where this... the signal flares are located, like, falls over because someone decided right above the mantle is the perfect place to put fucking signal flares. And well, they to, all be, to be fair, off. they did not fall over. They were shot off because the the penguin with the gun accidentally started kicking it off and it started firing. Yeah. Still. Not not the best place to put your uh, signal flares. Yeah. Um. And uh, and uh, they manage to escape with their lives, and they promise their mother that they will quote unquote never be curious again. <laughs> uh, and then a polar bear is in the snow. Despite, as HT pointed out, they don't even belong in the same hemisphere. Uh, and that's, they run away. That's the end. Um, and, uh, and like I said, it reminded me of something. Uh, so there is a, there a, a tragically endangered species of birds in New Zealand called uh, keys, spelt K-E-A, uh, keys. And the, the penguins in this cartoon reminded me so much of like that physicality because like what these birds do is they just like uh 
Like they're they're famous for just like fucking with stuff, you know, like toppling over uh, pylons and uh, and like chewing parts of people's cars off and like like exploring every nook and cranny of uh, <laughs> of like uh, of of any environment they go to, uh, and uh, and it was it was just very similar vibes. Uh, <laughs> Because, like, if if they were as anthropomorphized as these penguins, the keys absolutely would suck on matches and and fuck with tea kettles and probably start someone's cabin on fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, so it's possible that uh, a, a key, some keys can make you lose your keys? Yeah, they could, they would steal your keys. Um... It's also, and it's also unfortunate that New Zealand is losing their keys. Yeah, uh, it's it's tragic. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm it's sorry. okay. I've I saw some I saw some at the aviary near my apartment last weekend, and it was very nice. And I That's just nice. posted a gif in the chat, a time lapse of a key playing with the pylon, and it's very good. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Uh, that probably means nothing to anyone but me. But, um, but yes. Uh, uh, only thing I really have to say, uh, other than what's been said, is just that uh, I liked how the mother uh, penguin had like the little feather, like like floofy under feathers to make it look like it was a dress, but it was like just with the floofy under feathers yeah, of what very penguins have design. for like. For like their eggs and stuff. Very well, it was, made, very it was well cute. done. Very cute little thing. Yes, it's very Fleischer too. Like, cause it's like I swear, like a good eighty percent of Fleischer cartoons uh, from like a certain era were just like a mother warning a child about something being bad. And then the child doesn't listen. They do the things. It was bad. And then they come back, say, hey, I'll never do it again. I'll listen to my parents and all that stuff. Uh, like that was that was the plot for uh, Minnie the Moocher, actually, uh, which is one of the more famous uh, uh, Betty Boop's cartoons. But yeah, no, this is cute. This is very cute. Yeah, I like it. All right. I'm glad we watched. Yeah, it. me too. That was a good one to start with today. What's next? Another good one, I'm oh, sure. Fingers crossed. I am going to hope. tempt fate and say it's probably going to be the best cartoon we've ever seen. Hey, I can appreciate that. I appreciate somebody else on this podcast tempting fate. Usually I'm the one that does that. Let's go to the list. Pardon me. Uh, Drumroll, Alex. <laughs> well, guess what we're going to watch? What? Three Stooges? You got it! We're uh, watching Call the... We're watching it <laughs> Three Stooges short called uh, Call of the Wile, as in W-I-L-E, as in Wiley. Alright. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. 
I am so upset with myself for for really really enjoying the punchline of this cartoon. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing, though. Unlike any other Three Stooges cartoon, there's a punchline. I think I like, think that's there's... what made it so good. Is I expected there to be like nothing. I expected grasping at straws, and like, this one has a legitimate setup, and I would say a good punchline. <laughs> so, because uh... <laughs> like yeah, so like all right, uh, like some of these uh Three Stooges cartoons, uh, they start with like a live action segment. And they end with a live action segment. And the live action segment is uh, uh, Mo, Larry, uh, Mo, Larry, and Curly Joe uh, trying to set up camp in the same spot that they were trying to set up camp, like uh, several other times that th- we saw th- them setting up camp before one of these cartoons i have i have something to put forward to the group that i'd like to share um it's a proposal should we just skip the live action parts because they just make us sad they make us feel bad they're not cartoons i mean the cartoons do that too <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i mean the, the thing <clears throat> the thing is is that otherwise because, uh, like, these live-action segments are, like, at least a uh, grand total of three minutes of this seven-minute short. So it's, like, <laughs> like it's it's not insignificant how much this actually matters to the thing. Uh, yeah, because, um, like... I, I couldn't help but notice, though, that they all had, like, their pants hiked up to their chests and... <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> they also had like the acting of like if they were in a high school doing like a don't do drugs like stage play thing. Yeah, like, they were uh, they like were they're... clearly out of practice. I can't believe yeah. that the uh, Three Stooges cartoon live action uh, shorts are court ordered. <laughs> they're court mandated. Mandated. <laughs> um, but okay, no. So basically, it's the Three Stooges. They're uh, trying to set up a tent. They're making fun of each other because they can't set up a tent because they're bad at it. And then I got bored and wasn't paying attention. Uh, then the cartoon started. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the Three Stooges are like. Here's the thing about this cartoon: the protagonists aren't the Three Stooges. <laughs> Uh, the the cartoonist stars a mountain lion. Uh, very so, true Snagglepuss uh, looking lion. Yeah, very like I mean I think Snagglepuss must have been out at the time by then, so it might have even been like a ripoff. Who knows? Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just like a mountain lion who's like uh finds the three suits cabin in the woods and they're out there like doing hunting and stuff like that and like the lion just like kind of goes in there is like oh hell yeah i'll grab all my i'll grab all the stuff and then i'm just gonna go ahead and relax outside on like a hammock it's gonna be rule and then the three suits come and they start shooting uh so what he does is he goes inside the cabin uh and hides himself uh like he sees that there's a bunch of animal heads on the walls like trophy animal heads. So he pretends, uh, so he does, he's like, he gets through a hole in a closet 
and uh, kind of sticks his head through to make it look like he's also one of those trophies. And that's how the three Zujis lose them. Um, and the rest of the cartoon is basically that lion trying to get out, get away from there to escape from that. But like has to constantly like go back to pretend that he's being like in that hole uh, because the three Zujis are having to go into that closet to get something like a pot uh, to cook stuff with. Um did you want to talk about the punchline since you heard the one that really liked it a lot? I mean, yeah, it's it's just like like the three stooges leave the house. They run away because the lion uh yells and scares them out, right? And then like all of the other all of the other trophy animals on the wall are like, "Okay, they're gone, guys." <laughs> <laughs> We can get out of here. <laughs> and they all they good. all yeah. they all pull their heads out of the trophy holes. They come running out the closet, and then they slam the door before the mountain lion can get out of it. So he's still just trapped there. <laughs> it's it's extremely dumb. But it's also, dumb, but it's, it's a good punchline. It it's a pretty good punchline. Uh, I would say. I would and that's say the end of the cartoon. It's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, easily, easily the best punchline of the Three Stooges cartoons that we've seen. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. In fact, uh, I'm actually kind of shocked. Like they, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, there's a little number indicator under every one of the cartoons that indicates like, uh, like which number we're at, and this is apparently the hundredth of the cartoons. So they really did pull out all their stops for the uh, for episode one hundred in the sense that they decided to actually tell a joke. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> they had one joke, and they were like, you know what, we'll save it for the big one. <laughs> and there we go. It doesn't even involve the Three Stooges. Like it's not the joke doesn't even have to, anything to do with the Three Stooges. <laughs> just a it's just a joke about a mountain lion who's just getting away from some hunters that's all it is <laughs> uh but anyways uh and then the segment afterwards the live extra segments just they hear a broadcast that there's a mountain lion uh and then the three suits just go whatever and then they go into tent and oh no there's a there's a lion in there and it's not a mountain lion it's actually a lion lion and i, I was, don't know i what was the fuck very surprised that they could afford to have a lion on location <laughs> <laughs> like imagine that exact same like elementary school where like the three stooges are doing like a play and then like at some point they just bring out a lion on stage <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's that's how shocking it is um casey i will suggest anyway. this you hope that this was the best cartoon we've ever seen? This was the best Three Stooges cartoon that we've ever seen? Yeah, it still wasn't very good. <laughs> no, it was, no. It was, it, was, bad it was choppy and ugly looking and kind of boring, <laughs> but it like it had a joke. It had a joke yeah. that made me laugh, I'll which is way I more than get. I could ever say. They did, you know, like, they, they always do that thing. And the, like, the walk cycles in the Three Stooges cartoons are so funny because they, they only animate, like, the mouths and the legs. Everything else is, like, completely static on, uh, mm-hmm. on, its, mm-hmm. uh, on its cell. And it's just so... 
What? Uh, like, if you found uh, some cells for the Three Stooges cartoon, like, if they still existed, it'd mostly just be a bunch of, like, pairs of legs just walking and some <laughs> mouths. <laughs> uh, Googling Three Stooges animation cells now. I, I, yeah, I, I to be fair, I would kill for a disembodied curly mouth and legs. That's some, that's some <laughs> creepy pasta stuff. You put that in your haunted house, you're gonna... <laughs> You're gonna scare some people. I looked for some bonkers uh, cells, but I could only find them. There was like one that was like four hundred dollars, and that was the only one that was on right at the time. People yeah, like the bonkers. I Bobcat. cannot find. I cannot find any animation cells for the Three Stooges. What was that other Three Stooges cartoon where the robots? The the robot the robot was the robot Stooges, bear the robotic Stooges. Oh. Y- <laughs> oh god yeah my yeah a friend of mine likes to likes to stream old cartoons occasionally and we watched one of those and it's so weird oh man it's weird <laughs> uh, it was made after all the three stooges had already died yeah. so the joke so, so the implication of that is that the three stooges the three the robotic stooges are the actual three stooges but they took the corpses of them all and turned them into robot cyborgs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a an Inspector Gadget style thing. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. we got one. It's more like RoboCop, but for comedy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we got one more to get through before we can talk about the prompt, which I'm very excited for this week. So why don't we? Yes. Move on. So yes, let's let's do that. Let's let's get to. The list. All right, Alex, drum roll, please. My shall we have this? Will it be bad? Will it be good? Or will it just be confusing? Personally, I I want I want to get my mind freaked right now. I I I want something that's very weird. We are going to watch a. We're going to watch a hunky and spunky cartoon. What? It's been a while since we've seen those two. Hunky and Spunky. Hunky and Spunky. Yeah, oh, I think they're like the two donkey characters. Oh yeah, wait. I remember I made I remember a joke I made in the last one. That's right. I remember Hunky and Spunky. I forgot about them. Alright. Sure. Yeah. What is it called? Uh it's called Snubbed by a Snob. What if we recorded the podcast like this? Bam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. I couldn't even pretend for like two minutes. <laughs> two seconds without like my lungs feeling like they were just going to completely come out of my body. If you couldn't oh tell, god. the voice acting in this cartoon is bad and weird. <laughs> it's awful. 
So, um, <laughs> what okay. What they're trying to do in this is they're they're trying to make them sound like horses and donkeys, like they're doing horse and donkey voices. But usually in these kind of cartoons, you you like you add like a nay to the end of a sentence, or you you go a little bit horse. They try and <laughs> a little horse. They try and go full horse here. They it's uh, it's all different. <laughs> <laughs> never go full horse yeah <laughs> yeah uh in this one like, imagine if you watched the of like my little pony cartoons and like they just so likely so the time yeah except that would be better because like in this one they're doing like weird throaty stuff that's like difficult to understand <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I, I was, I was afraid to ask if I was the only one who couldn't understand anything that was being (laughs) said, except for maybe a couple things here or there. I understood the spirit of what was being said. Um, that's the thing, though. Like this, okay. So the the cartoons, the basic cartoon is that like, uh, there's the hunky and spunky, the mother donkey, and the son donkey. Uh, they walk by a horse farm, and there's uh, these two horses, like, they're race horses. And uh, speaking of race, uh, the, the, the race, the horses don't like the donkeys, because they don't like those type of people in these parts. Yeah, and uh, just regular-ass racism. <laughs> yeah, it's basically um, what they're doing. And, uh, like, Here's the thing, though. Like they, they could have done this entire cartoon without making any of the characters talk. Like I, th- this would have, would have worked. <laughs> yeah, like they, like they could have just made some animal noises. They could have been disapproving and all that kind of stuff. You don't need any written text. It's obvious what is going on without anyone trying to say anything. Uh, but. I guess maybe the studio heads or maybe even the fleshers at this point were so unconvinced that the audiences would understand what the fuck is happening here that they made everyone talk. And not just talk, but talk in like really no, creepy not, horse voices. Not even talk. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of rasping. Yeah. Like they're, tr- it sounds like they're dying every single time they're trying to say a thing. Like, and, uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the baby donkey tries to befriend the young horse, uh, starts chasing him around, all that stuff. Uh, they piss off a bull, which comes back later. Uh, but yeah, basically the horse gets super ups, like doesn't want to be anything to do with him. Uh, the horse thinks he loses him and he's in an apple tree. So he eats a bunch of apples and then drinks a bunch of water and oh no, he is... <laughs> He is suddenly exploded, inflated. How embarrassing! Yeah, uh, and, 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 and <laughs> in, in a prolonged, and, uh, I'd say half of the cartoon. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like it's he's sloshing around and he's about to get killed by the bull, but then the donkey saves him multiple times. Uh, and then and then it's 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 all good. Yeah, and I, I do want to they... point out that when the horse went into the stable, Cirque said, oh, they have like a horse garage. <laughs> yeah, a garage <laughs> where you put your horses. It's, it's a horse garage. 
Uh, also, the horse into the garage, and then you park them in there, and you take care of them in there. Yeah. Also, the the horses, the people who own these horses, they have three pictures hanging up. Uh, One is for (laughs) their great grandmother, uh, who is a racehorse who won like 150 some races and lost zero. Uh, Then there's the mother horse who has run a bunch of races. Uh, like also won a whole hundred and some races and name lost of, never. Uh, name of Tea Biscuit, and, by the way. Yeah, name of Tea Biscuit. And uh, then uh, there's the cousin who won one race and lost one race, and the picture is just of a bottle of glue. <laughs> what's that episode <laughs> like, of The Simpsons? Jesus. Where, what's that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets a racehorse and he's like. It's like, if this horse doesn't win, we're going to have to take a trip to the glue factory, and he won't get to come. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. um, I don't know. This, this cartoon is a mixed bag, because it's not poorly animated by any stretch of the imagination. It's uh, cute. Yeah, I mean, really, if it wasn't just for the really weird voice acting, this cartoon would be fine. We'd probably only be saying good things about it. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I agree with that. But the voice acting is so grating. It's so bad. uh, Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. it (laughs) It takes a cartoon that would have been like a solid eight, maybe nine, and like takes it down to like a six. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, mm. that is hunky and spunky. They yeah, should, they, they you'll probably see it. more of them in the future. That's such a fucking porny name, though. Why did they have to? <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> can't say <what> <laughs> I mean, he's uh, not wrong. I mean, yeah, but do we have to say it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess. This is an audio format. People need content. Just, it's just part of my <laughs> sick, twisted mind. Uh, <laughs> skewed view. Brace yourselves, everyone. This is just how I see the world. This is the twisted world of Casey the dog. Um, you can be your angle <laughs> or your devil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Why don't we move on to the prompts? I've been so excited about this prompt, so <laughs> I want to. All right, let's do this then. Yeah. Uh, so uh, every episode, uh, we have a uh, prompt that we give out to our audience uh, for them to respond to, uh, either through our Twitter account or uh, through email. Uh, our email being toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. Uh, So if you want to respond to one of our previous prompts, which we put in the show notes of every episode, and also uh, we post about it every uh, like the new ones every Twitter. Um, But like, yeah, you can respond to those by just responding to our email address or by uh, sending us an email rather. Uh, And uh, really quick before we do anything else, I wanted to uh, check something because uh, Dr. B uh, actually sent a email a bit ago, wondering if uh, they they think uh, they believe that we uh, missed one of their prompt responses. So I want to make sure that uh, we read that. So, uh, 
So uh, Dr. B uh, sent an email who said, uh, a couple weeks ago, I sent an email about changing my favorite non-American uh, Jap- uh, non-American slash Japanese animated work. Uh, just want to make sure it was received. Uh, the answer was Chicken Run. Uh, the animation and story is a good co- combination of dark and fun. Plus, uh, Mac is the best Scottish hen. Um, oh, I, love I feel like we've heard Chicken Run. <laughs> I need to see Chicken Run again. I haven't oh, seen it so in years. Good. Yeah, I remember like I've, being I I was so excited to see Chicken Run in theaters when that came out. I remember that was like a movie that w- it was like counting down the days <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, no, I was the same way. I was like yeah. super excited to see it. It looked fucking cute. Uh it it kind of freaked me out as a kid, I think. It actually did. Uh cuz it is pretty dark, like as they were saying. Yeah. Like it's a very dark premise and it's also uh when you think when <clears throat> If you think about it too much, uh, like I do sometimes, uh, it kind of is also a movie about people escaping a prison camp. <laughs> well, yeah, like it was it seems to be inspired by like the great escape, you know, like those types of uh, old like like internment camp escape movies that they used to make. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Except the the, the it, this determined camp, the person that's running it's going to eat all the prisoners. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Christ. Okay. Um. Anyways, yes, uh, I need to see that movie again. I just need to. Anything by Ardman is genuinely underrated, except for maybe Flushed Away. <laughs> except except the stuff that's accurately rated. <laughs> Which is a few things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. True. Uh, you know, like the, uh, the, the much beloved uh, stuff they've done, I believe, is worthy of their praise. And then the, their lesser known, really weird shit is uh, is uh, underexposed and underrated. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, uh, so thank yes, you thank for writing you, in. Uh, Sorry we missed your yes. uh, your answer. Thank you so much, B. Uh, but yes, so uh, the prompt that uh, we had for this episode in particular uh, was uh, what was uh, the stupidest thing you believed uh, as a kid that you learned it from that you learned from a cartoon, like just something really dumb that you actually thought was true because you saw it in a cartoon. Uh, this was actually a prompt given to us by Nicolith, a friend of the show. Uh, and, uh, they, What's they do Nicolith's a whole podcast, HD? Why, it's Burn Down the Sandcast, uh, if I remember correctly. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I am right. I'm right. I'm right. Okay. <laughs> I was hope. I was, I, I thought that's what we were talking about. I didn't know if there was another podcast that I missed. I'm sorry. Well, that's, that's the one I'm aware of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they also do a bunch of let's plays. I actually did a let's play of Nights in the Woods, Nine in the Woods, with them. Um, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yes, uh, th- they actually sent us an email response for this. So they said, um, "Hey, it's your boy Miko, and I'm here to submit an answer to the prompt that I came up with." Uh, as a small child, uh, we had Little Nemo on VHS, so the joint U.S. Japan animated film. Uh, based on the early 1900s comic strip. And after watching it and the nightmare scene uh, at the beginning of the first time, uh, at the beginning for the first time 
at the age of four, I was convinced that a train was going to crash into our house. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> it just needs to it just needs to derail and also get new rails and there you go. Oh man. <laughs> just high speed right away. <laughs> it could it oh. could happen to anyone, really. You hear about it all the time. I feel like I can sometimes have dreams like that. Um, but like like I remember my my sister after she saw Jurassic Park for the first time, she got super scared because uh, like she couldn't. She had like nightmares about like T Rexes and like Velociraptors going down the street and stuff like that, and like attacking the home. Uh, and all, my response to Jurassic Park was, "Oh, cool, cool dinosaurs! Hell yeah, <laughs> awesome! Love that shit." I just got yeah, I just got real hype about dinosaurs and wanted to be a paleontologist for like a real a year before I realized. Wait, this seems really hard. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I took a I took a class about dinosaurs in college that took any enthusiasm I had for dinosaurs right out of me. Uh, <laughs> which is fine. It is science. Uh, yeah. Thanks for writing that in, and thanks for giving us this excellent prompt. Yeah. Thank you, Miko. Did anybody else? Yes, uh, we got another email. Uh, we I also have just, some really Twitter responses, no but we're going to get that. I really hope nobody else does mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got one from uh, Sean the Rabbit. Um, so Sean goes, hey, guys, uh, I hope you had happy holidays. Uh, I got one for the last prompt and this one. So last prompt was favorite musical number. Uh, and... Uh, they said uh, it took me. Uh, it took me to hearing the actual prompt to remember stuff that I liked uh, that wouldn't necessarily be most the most common uh, favorites to others. So, uh, one of my favorites is "Friends on the Other Side" from Princess and the Frog. I love the visuals. And Keith good. David's performance is great. Yes, it's fantastic. Uh, I I always love what they do uh, for the. Uh, Halloween show that they do every year at Disney World, uh, where they have the Sanderson sisters from uh, Hocus Pocus hosting a villain get get together party thing, and they have like a musical show on a front. And the first one that always comes up is uh, Doctor Facilier singing "Friends from the Other Side," um, and uh, there's there's a part where like there's the part in the song where it goes, uh, "I'll look into your heart and soul. You do have a soul, don't you, Lawrence?" Uh, well, in this one, uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, look deep into your heart and soul. You do have a soul, don't you, Winifred? And then Winifred just goes, eh, <clears throat> which I think is a perfect response. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, also, uh, uh, did you have something to say about that song? Sorry. Uh, I would say if that is not the best part of that movie, it's buying it's tied with something yeah it's it's got a lot i feel like that movie's it's got parts that are a little uneven in terms of its pacing but i feel like that it's also really good and it's really elevated by its musical numbers like pretty heavily like that's where it lives it lives and breathes on its musical numbers um, very true very, very true uh but yes uh they also and i know it's broad uh i'm going back to sean's letter here uh, I know it's broad, but I can't not mention uh, Mayhem of the Music Meister from Batman, uh, 
beat man <laughs> whoa, whoa uh batman brave and the bold uh because it was uh neil patrick harris being a wonderful ham as the titular villain and the entire cast including batman in the end got into song uh also thank you sir for mentioning snuff out the light because that would have been another choice of mine oh um, you're welcome yes but yeah uh, uh music master it- episode but brave and the bold actually very good very good in fact the so uh so well received that they straight up brought the character back for the uh cw shows mm-hmm. yep that was uh, also extremely fun because then you had uh, a bunch of people from glee and a bunch of broadway actors singing it was it was a neat couple episodes neat uh I that I have to I have to admit something here. The only episode of Brayden Bolt that I have actually seen is the Music Master episode. Honestly, um, I when I, when that that show first uh began, I was like in a phase of my life where I was like, Batman needs to be dark and he needs to be tough and so like this like campy Batman element show is like man. But like, uh, as I, but then like halfway through that show's life, I was like, oh wait, no, this is, this is fine. This is fine. In fact, this, I actually, I actually like this, but I ended up never actually seeing it. So, oh well. (laughs) Um, but yes, uh, and on to the current prompt, uh, it didn't last long, but I really wanted to believe that spinach would eventually give me super strength thanks to Popeye as a kid. If anything, it had me. It had me uh, had a. Uh, if anything, it had me a love of eating spinach uh, to this day. Uh, I don't know if it counts, but uh, also uh, Bugs Bunny eating carrots would be totally the kid. They improve your eyesight. Did the same thing. Sadly, learned that it wasn't true, and I had to wear glasses later on. Still like carrots though. Um, I heard so, that the carrot thing was regards, something spread by the like the US military because they didn't want our opponents to realize that we had uh uh discovered radar. And so Yeah, that's like, that's what it was. Oh yeah, we've been feeding our soldiers carrots so that's so they can see really well at night and the truth is they had radar. <laughs> uh Yeah. And by radar I mean Radar O'Reilly from MASH. Who else wrote an HD? <laughs> He he had he had like a third eyelid that just let him like see in the dark. That was it was very helpful for the war effort. Um, uh, uh, but thank also, you for your response, uh, friend. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, on, on to really quickly on the spinach thing though. I I do want to mention uh, that when I was a young kid, uh, I ate spinach. Like like I ate. Sp- <laughs> Shut up. Uh. Uh, I loved spinach a lot. Not the actual leaf stuff. Uh, I hate I hated leaf vegetables, like as like the actual leaf stuff. But I eat I used to eat Gerber baby spinach a lot. Like up till I was like probably an age where I shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> uh, just because I liked the taste and it was like, hey, I was getting a lot of iron, so why not? Uh, uh, and it, yeah, I was inspired by Popeye. But I also don't think I ever had the delusions that I was going to be like super duper strong or anything. So I don't know. Um, but yes, uh, thank you very much, Sean the Rabbit. Uh, let me just uh, get up our Twitter. So uh, 
we do have a Twitter. Uh, it is uh, at Toontown Public. And when new episodes come up, uh, come up on the uh, tr- uh, Twitter feed, uh, I will also be putting the prompts from the most recent episode, which is the one about uh, one we're currently talking about. Uh, let me just get that right in front of me here. Now, if you do want to respond to one of our prompts, uh, please use the uh, hashtag. Uh, uh, Toontown Public, uh, uh, or rather, Toontown Prompt. The hashtag Toontown Prompt. Uh, so then that way we can like make sure that you know we're getting the right people and stuff. All right. So we got a response from Doctor B. Thank you, Doctor B. Uh, they wrote, "I once thought that you could use sheets like a parachute." Uh, thankfully the scenario was low stakes, but I got the fall from the top bunk, uh, so that didn't go smooth. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, everyone's done that though, right? Like, everyone. Yeah, I think I already <laughs> like, told, I, I'm pretty sure I already told the story about, um, a friend of mine who told my younger brother that if he held up his umbrella and jumped off of our rock wall, he would float down. And my brother broke his oh. leg. No, I broke... I broke my leg in the backyard, and he broke his... No, other way. I broke my arm, he broke his leg. All right, yeah. That's At the right. same time. <laughs> on the same... On my great. mom's birthday, and Child Protective Services came. Uh, yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I told that story already, though. Um, I mean, I mean, when I was, when I was young, uh, I had, like, a Batman outfit, and I was super into Batman, the animated series. Uh, and... I would like like there was like a little like set of stairs like you kind of like would go to like a little mini ledge and then there was like two steps to go outside. Um, I would just jump off the top step uh, while holding my cape out. So I was like going uh, and uh, like try to be like doing like a Batman like slide or whatever sometimes. But, you know, obviously I didn't do anything. I never got myself hurt doing that either because it was just like one step. But um i did that a lot <laughs> that's what i was like it for that's cute um, what else what else what else uh oh so oh and uh thank you dr b uh we got another response from the thank wonder so gomer much, oh uh the wonder gomer said I believe that an alternate universe inside my Nintendo existed where I could interact with all my favorite game characters. Think Captain N and the power team. Damn. Uh, how's that last one for a deep cut? Uh, that's not. Well, OK, I think if you're talking. OK, so was it called Captain and the power team like in other regions? Because I always know it as the game master. Uh, Might have been a laser later season. Maybe. Let me look that up. Well, this is Radio Poison. Um, so, uh, uh, my conclusion is that I don't care. Uh, in the sense that I don't care about any altered things about Captain N. Uh, <laughs> Captain N is not one to worry about. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I kind of had that thought for, uh, hmm. I kind of had that thought after Roger Rabbit, honestly, for cartoons. Uh, like that was a pretty significant one for a little bit there. Uh, 
Oh, cats cats don't dance also instigated that whole kind of logic in my brain as well, you know? Wait, how so? Because Cats Don't Dance is about how, like, these cartoon animals are in Hollywood and they're not getting, like, jobs and stuff, but, like, they totally are, like, actors out there, oh, no, you know? H.C., H.C., did you think that there were there were cartoon animals out in Hollywood while you were growing up that were on the street and stuff? Yes. When I was a baby, Aww. yes. When I was a dumb That's little so baby, sad. yes, I did that. Dumb baby HD. His dumb little <laughs> did raccoon you, did brains. You, did you feel bad when know. one of your shows went off the air? Were you like, oh, they're like bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm clearly just repressing a thought that like my my obsession with bonkers is my id trying to recapture its uh stranglehold on my ego uh or something i don't know um (laughs) uh but yes uh yeah let's just go let's uh that's that's our last answer prompt from our audience uh thank you by the way who wants to go first with ours our responses to this um Mine is really, really, like, very low-key, but I have a different story to make up for it. Not necessarily cartoon-related, but... Okay. Go on. Uh, how about I get mine out of the way first? So, my dumbest thing that I ever did as a cartoon person was... So, it was, it was like, a middle school, and, like, they were asking, Okay, who can tell me what a cleft is? And I used to watch a lot of Feral Parents, so I was like, a chin! And I immediately felt dumb, because they were like, no. And I was like, wow, I read those contact clues completely wrong. <laughs> but, I did do something dumber, and it was inspired by a piece of media. So, y'all remember, you all saw Star Wars Episode One when it came out, right? You remember all the all the wild stunts and flippiness that they did in those movies? Yes. I, as a little kid, I watched that and I was like, you know what? That doesn't seem so hard. I bet if I put my mind to it, I can do a backflip. And so, I called my grandmother over. And I did not practice this. And I was like, hey, look at this. And I was in the living room. And I apparently proceeded to... Honest to God, do a backflip. And I impressed her severely. And I was like, you know what? That was awesome. I'm going to do it again. And then I fractured my elbow on the fireplace. Oh, no. Great. And I have never done a backflip again. (laughs) Thanks, George. You caused me physical pain. (laughs) That's funny. Do you want to go or do you want me to go, HD? Uh, you go. I'm still kind of thinking a bit. I thought spaghetti was traditionally served as one long noodle. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. And I thought every every time every time my mom made spaghetti, I would think, God damn it, she cut the noodle again. Like, <laughs> Baby Casey at the table. I want the authentic spaghetti. I want the authentic yeah. spaghetti. I wanted the spaghetti that was just a big noodle. Like in the Garfield and Friends theme song and the lady in the tramp. Uh, 
Can you could you imagine the logistics of cooking a really long spaghetti noodle? You like, got, would you, you gotta like coil, lower it into the pot? You gotta <laughs> like coil slow. it into the pot like a pasta snake. <laughs> like have someone oh standing like a floor above holding the noodle and lowering it into the pot until it's all limp. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, all right, Chuck, let's lower this thing. Come on, come on, easy, easy, easy. Or maybe now. there's easy. like a big old trough that's like the length of the whole room, and they just put the noodle in. <laughs> it's one long thin like <laughs> bowl that's just for one long noodle and it just like lasts like the entire like table like they're longer hi yeah. welcome to olive gardens would you like to try this spaghetti trough <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's something that already exists though sir <laughs> uh all right um and the really funny thing well, is I talked to my brothers about this and both of them thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in my household, that must have been a very commonly shared belief. Uh, all right, okay. that's fine. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, as a kid... I I watched a lot of cartoons and I had this crazy idea <laughs> that God existed. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I was so adorable as a child. Cartoons? <laughs> yeah, because they were like the children's cartoons that talk about God a lot. Like the Rugrats. The Rugrats had God in it. <laughs> they had Hanukkah and they had Christmas. So like, of course, well, they what did. the Rugrats had um, was religious people. There wasn't an episode where they're like, hey, everybody, we're meeting God. <laughs> it's it's just like Star, it's like Star Trek V. At the end of the third Rugrats <laughs> movies, they meet God at the end. They shoot him with a photon torpedo. The, the Rugrats have God, evidence They need to God. get some whales from the past <laughs> <laughs> for God to talk to. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, okay. Uh, for real, though, um, so other than that, my whole thing earlier where I was like, oh, cartoons, they must also exist in a way. Uh, but like, uh, for me, the big thing was that, like, uh, I used to think that animals and like animals and also that toys uh, would talk behind people's backs. Like, I was convinced that was the case. Like, really super ultra convinced. Uh, and, uh, like, you know, obviously the big one being Toy Story for the toys. Uh, for the pets, oh god, there's just a lot of different little things, but then, like, there were shows like Teacher's Pet that also kind of uh, enforced that ideology where I was just like, Please, can't you just trust me? I, I, I'll be cool. Just you could be, you could talk to me. You don't have to talk to anyone else, but you could talk to me. You know I'm cool, right? I'm cool. You know, you could talk to me. You know that's cool, right? Um, <laughs> right. Like that was that was the thing is that I kept on trying to convince my dogs to talk 
Because <laughs> I could, I was convinced that they would. God damn it! <laughs> Speak to me. Uh, yeah. See, I just, but... I just told myself that all of my stuffed animals could read my thoughts, and I didn't have to communicate <laughs> with them. So, well, fair. That's what I did. <laughs> that's kind of cool. That's kind of really cool. It's badass. I, uh, I just sort of like, uh, like it's, it, it's, it's kind of infected in different ways too. Cause like now I'm an adult and I'm also an adult that has a lot of toys laying around like collectibles and stuff. Uh, and then I'm just sort of like, oh, with the things I talk about and the stuff I'm watching on TV and all that kind of stuff. Are they judging me? Am I being judged by these pieces of plastic with their beady eyes about what I'm doing <laughs> in my free time? Like, the, the moment that I'm no longer conscious or not in the space, are they just, like, talking shit about me left and right? Imagine, like, there's a part of my brain that's just, like, doing your that. Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> what a bummer that would be. I know, right? Like, like I don't know how I'd react. Like, if I learned that my Funko Pops were, like, really, really pissed at me, I mean, like, I have nowhere to go. I'm, like, I'm basically at the point where I'm just, like, well, shit, the lowest of the low hates me at this point. I guess <laughs> there's nothing left to do in life. I better just hide in the wilderness from now on. To be to be fair, they're, they're misshapen. You can't take them at face value. Hmm. I only, uh, f- for the record, I only have uh, three Funko Pops, and none of them are human-made. Uh, I, uh, so I've got a Stitch one, and I felt justified doing that one because Stitch already has like jet black eyes, doesn't he? I actually, I, have, I uh, actually very much like the uh, Funkos that I have. They are very yeah. Cute. I, I, I don't hate the Stitch one to be honest. I don't think it's bad, but that's the only one I have. <clears throat> I have I have uh, Bojack, Mr. Peanut Butter, and Rocco, uh, and Rocco came with a little tiny Spunky, uh, and those all look good because they, they have their own proper head shapes and stuff, and they they work for the characters, so I don't care. Um. Uh. Oh, so I also have a Gretzko above upstairs that has a chainsaw, but that's oh, it. Oh hell yeah. Um. This prompt reminds me of the. <laughs> John Mulaney bit where he's talking about like I mean it's the same thing where he's like when I was a kid I was convinced quicksand would be a much more frequent <laughs> frequent concern in my life <laughs> <laughs> and just imagine that imagine that but instead of John Mulaney it's Spider-Ham saying, saying that yeah it's <laughs> and it's I, perfect it is it is really funny to think about though because I, I did think that I would like that if I went outside and like in, you know, in the the dry interior west, uh, that I would just run into quicksand <laughs> and drown. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I and know, uh, speaking of spider ham, speaking of spider ham, there's actually a really good uh, spectacular spider ham series going on right now that's hilarious. And in that, Peter Porker is such an awful shit like he is like the worst he everyone in the avengers hates him because apparently he's the kind of guy who talks to everyone about cryptocurrency and uh he also like hijacked iron man spotify to the point where he they made him think that they like joe rogan <laughs> jesus <laughs> it's 
great. It's actually really good. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny. Um, anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and that was uh, all the responses of the prompts here. Uh, if you want to respond to your own thing, uh, you can always email us at, at toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be very easily see that. For the next prompt, of all the cartoons that you grew up with, what cartoon do you think would most deserving, would of all the cartoons you grew up with, which one do you think deserves a remake? A reboot or a sequel? Like a reboot, yeah, reboot, remake, something like that. Like something that's like just taking that concept and or characters and putting them into a modern setting and redoing it for a modern age. I'm okay. down with this. Sure. That's a good one. All right, let's do that then. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to respond to that prompt, which is if you uh, if you just to put it succinctly, uh, what cartoon from your childhood uh, would you like to see remade in the modern day? Um, and that uh, would be uh, you. You can respond to that at uh, Toontown Public Works at gmail dot com. Uh, there'll also be a Twitter uh, post uh, after this uh, episode goes to the air on air, where you can respond uh, to that Twitter post directly with the hashtag Toontown Prompt. And if you do not have that hashtag there. I'm probably going to miss it. I'm sorry. This is the only way I can keep things organized because Twitter is a bad website that does not like to organize any bits of information in any way that makes actually any sense. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, go ahead and do that for us. And we would love that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Thanks let's to see, our editors. See. Yes, Alex yes. and Key, we <laughs> really appreciate all the hard work that you have done so far. And you have been really really good lately about getting stuff done we really appreciate it you have been awesome and we cannot do this show without you thank you so so much for all your hard work yes thank you very much you are lovely and very good and thank alex for alex thank a key for a key uh we have a website uh, it is toontownpublicworks.com uh you can read our show notes watch the cartoons that we saw today Unless they get DMCA'd. Yeah, unless that happens. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You can leave reviews for us wherever you get these uh, podcasts from. It's really helpful for us, not just for, like, uh, booping us up in the algorithms and stuff, but for also allowing us to get some criticism in to make our show better, you know? It's much appreciated. It's good to hear from you guys. So, anyway, uh, uh, with that... Oh, yeah, we've got Patreon. Oh, yes, Patreon. We spent a lot of time talking about that. Uh, I was in the pooper when that happened. Uh, (laughs) But, yes. Patreon.com slash TTPW. So, with that, I'm HT the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works. And these cartoons have been archived. Well, did I even say that right? These cartoons, they've been archived. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, good night, folks. Good night, everyone.